What it do, Connection Familia Podcast. Nice. Welcome, everybody. How you guys doing? Another episode. Oh, I forgot I forgot my little intro I was doing before. Welcome to the Connection Podcast, where in just under an hour, we are going to dive deep into the Bible and discuss His Word and come full circle with God and His Word. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> we just got done with church. Oh my goodness, what a Sunday. What this is July 7th. A Sunday, man. What a Sunday. Shouts out to Tyler Redfern. That Preaching bro- that dude. loving, holy, gracious fire, bro. He brought some fire today. Mm. Like, he was talking about Jesus as a better high priest, that on the cross, he, he wasn't just atoning for our sins, that he was overcoming our sins so that we wouldn't, yes. have, we, like, we wouldn't have to stay in them, that we can overcome them too. Like, whew. What a great message, My man. My goodness, how that veil, that veil was torn when Jesus was crucified and then he died and the veil that represented God coming down to us and meeting us here where we are. Like People were fanning <sighs> him, man. It was too hot. <laughs> I felt like I was uh, in a Baptist church or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was seriously good. So Tyler, if you're listening, awesome job, man. So this episode, we are going to be diving into another character today and... Uh, one who is probably very familiar with a lot of people, and his mm. name is Peter. Peter. Peter, a.k.a. Simon or Cephas. Mm. So um, let's jump into this. We're going to be in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. And it says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, well, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, you know, like, they're just not really sure, Lord. And uh, still others, Jeremiah, or one of them other prophets, you know, whoever. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus said, but what about you? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, hey, bro, good for you. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by the flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Mm. Amen. Mm. I love that. So I think uh, this scripture is really appropriate for Peter's life. This was like a defining moment in his, in his life where, he, where his name was changed. Yep. You know, God's in the business of changing names and giving you new identity and new purpose in your life and new value. So. Um, this was Peter's moment. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to do a few little highlights of Peter's life. And I, again, I stole this from my Bible, from the Life Application Bible. <clears throat> so this is uh, some of Peter's greatest and not so great moments. So obviously, first and foremost, he was a disciple called by Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big deal to walk with him and talk with him and learn from him. Um, he was also a member of Jesus's inner circle, along with James and John, you know, because well, he was kind of considered a, a, a quote unquote elite, right? There's mm-hmm. everyone's equal in the kingdom of God, but he was a member of Jesus's inner circle, uh, was the first great voice of the gospel during and after Pentecost, right? Peter mm-hmm. was the one who preached when the Holy Spirit came down on like fire. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other, he's the only other man in history to walk on water. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, we kind of talked about that back Bro, in episode there was three. Chris Angel, man. <laughs> yeah, Chris Angel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> that's funny. No, I think that, you know, that's kind of an interesting point that a lot of people miss. It's like, oh, Peter wa- literally walked on water yep. and only another man in history to do that besides Jesus. 
Um, like we just said, he had his name changed by Jesus. And when that happens, that just your life completely does a 180 and trans and you get transformed. Um, I love this next one. He was rebuked by Jesus moments after Jesus had told him he was the rock on which he would build a church. <laughs> that, that right there. <laughs> stop right there. That has so much in there. Yeah, right. Like literally in the same chapter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to flip to it right now. Yeah, so in, ver- in those verses, uh, 13 through 18, you know, Jesus is like, bro, good, good for you. You're going to be the rock that I built my church on. And then in verse 23, Jesus has just predicted his death for the first time, right? <clears throat> He's like, yeah, I'm about to go to the cross. I'm going to die. Y'all are going to see me, but then I'm going to be back. And Peter, and it says in verse uh, 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Like, how do you go in one moment from Jesus calling you, I'm going to build my entire church on you with me as a cornerstone to being Satan? Mm. I think, man, that's just a really good point of how easy it is to stumble, how easy it is for one moment to be living life correctly and rightly for God and just to, you know, be feeling good and feeling holy. And then all of a sudden the next day, just. Mm-hmm. mess up just completely well that that is that right there like what you have right here was rebuked by jesus moments after jesus had told him he was the rock which he would build the church that sounds a lot to me and this is could be someone that's listening that sounds a lot to me like someone who has heard god's call in Ooh. their life and the moment that they start working towards it it's like Every failure yep. after failure yep. after failure yep. after stumbling block after after and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get real because for me personally it's been like okay I'm doing good I have work I've got a job I'm making payments yeah. to my car I'm making my tithe I'm doing this I saved up some money to go ahead and start you know buying some things that I want and next thing out of nowhere, my car needs a repair. Yep. And it's $900. And yep. it's like, oh my God, and where that's how it the comes. heck did that come from? Or and then I'm serving really hard at church. I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm like moving. I'm doing my thing. I'm, you know, I got my head down. I'm serving. You're I'm just well. loving. Yep, yep, and then it's like, I'm like, okay, I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. They're probably noticing. And then they just <laughs> overlooked me. And I'm like... Man, and I'm not saying like our leaders are overlooking us. No, by no means. But like, that's how I used to feel back then when I first like got Mm -hmm. serious Mm -hmm. with like, you know, what I'm supposed to do in church Mm -hmm. and in in this life and my calling. So it's crazy how Jesus, same with Peter, was like, yeah, I'm going to build my church on you. You have so much potential in your life. And then the next moment it's like, oh, yeah, here's a brick wall. You got to climb this. Yep. Have fun. You're a stumbling block. Have fun. Like, like what a what a feeling that must have been for Peter, for Jesus to call you a stumbling block. Like, jeez, man. Well, and I, you know, that's that's such a case of humility. I I bet Peter in this moment, all the other disciples are like, "What? Like, are you serious? Like him? Yeah, Peter, that one. You're calling yeah. him the the, yeah. the rock." And Peter's probably <laughs> walking high, just like, "Oh man, like, look at me brushing my shoulders off. Like, Jesus, I'm gonna be the rock. I'm the rock now. That's right." And in that moment, you know, he's probably like, no, Jesus, you ain't going to die. Like, we're going to do this together. We're going to build this church together. And Jesus is like, you don't understand. Yeah. It just like has to humble him. And I think that's what happens mm-hmm. is that 
you know, we get told something. Jesus gives us a calling in life and we start walking in it and we get a little prideful sometimes. Case in point myself, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. And Jesus has to humble us. Mm-hmm. You know, we think like, oh, I'm doing this. It's going great. I'm going to keep going and walking in faith and stuff. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that. And Jesus is like, nope, not yet. Right. And that's the thing is the craziest part is like Peter thought like, well, you told me I was going to be the rock. I'm doing everything to right, be the rock. Right. And Jesus is like, yeah, you are. But your your pride is over your call and over your, your humility and love for my people. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to jump into this. It's a it's from later on. But Bro, this one hit hard. <laughs> <quick>. right. <laughs> um, a rock and a stumbling block look the same. Ooh. A rock, Ooh. a rock, and a stumbling block Ooh. can look can look exactly the same, <laughs> but it's what you choose to do or say that determines what you are. You can like you can be the rock, but because of what Peter said to Jesus, that made him become a stumbling block. Hmm. A peop, you, a rock and a stumbling block. You're going to hmm. trip over either one, hmm. but it it's it's what you do or say that d- determines. Hmm. How what what you become and how you look at the situation exactly exactly yeah. and how other people look at you too, mm. which it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It's it's what Jesus but calls we're human. you, and that's what right, we care about, <laughs> right? Exactly. So yeah, that's I just want to throw that little point in there. Um, and lastly, moving on, uh, Peter denied Jesus three times, but then was also forgiven three times by Jesus. Amen. We'll kind of probably touch on that in a little bit. But, um, yeah, Jesus is getting ready. He's being tried by the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and stuff. And Jesus even tells Peter, like, you're going to deny me three times before the morning comes up. And Peter's like, nope, not going to do it. Not having it. I will, I will be by your side with it through it all, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lo and behold, Jesus is being persecuted and tried. And Peter denies him three times. But we find out later on at the end of John that, Jesus is on the shore, and we're going to get into that in a second. But mm-hmm. so, denied three times, forgiven three times. Um, I want to read real quick in my Bible. So, bear with me for a second here. Um, what Peter, there's a, a profile in my Bible for Peter and for a bunch of different other characters. So, I'm going to read through um, just some of these as we get into our points here of what this is about Peter. So Jesus's first words to Simon Peter were, come follow me. Mm. His last words to him were, you must follow me. Okay. <laughs> See, it's, it's a choice at the beginning, but once you make that choice to do it, you got you to stay with, with it. Oh, um, every step of the way between those two challenges, Peter never failed to follow, even though he often stumbled. Mm. When Jesus entered Peter's life, this plain fisherman became a new person with new goals and new priorities. He did not become a perfect person, however, and he never stopped being Simon Peter. Hmm. We may wonder what Jesus saw in Simon that made him uh, greet this potential disciple with a new name, Peter the Rock. Impulsive Peter certainly didn't act like a rock much of the time, but when Jesus chose his followers, he wasn't looking for models, he was looking for real people. Or he, I would say that he was looking for available people who were willing to be used. Um, he chose people who could be char- changed by his love, and then he sent them out to communicate that his acceptance was available to anyone, even to those who often fail. We may wonder what Jesus sees in us when he calls us to follow him, but we know Jesus accepted Peter, and in spite of his failures, Peter went on to do great things for God. And here's a question. Are you willing to keep following Jesus even when you fail? Hmm. 
So that's a, a brief little highlight of, of who Peter was. So yeah, very impulsive, very mm-hmm. bold, very audacious, kind of just a, a doer, which is um, like our first point, you know, but um, you know, I, I've heard people ask like lots of theologians say, well, why did Jesus choose Peter? And people might say, well, because he's bold, you know, he's audacious. He was a, a go-getter. Um, I heard a pastor say once, I think this is, the more true statement is that because Peter had a boat to be used mm. like, and that represented his life because yeah. Peter was a fisherman. Yeah. So I think in that moment, it's more of that Peter was just open and willing to be used by Jesus is why Jesus chose him. He had, I mean, Peter had a choice. There were two boats on that shore and Matthew and um, Jesus is just like, you want to do this? You want to, you want to come follow me? So he had that choice and he said, yes. And I think that's why Jesus chose him. Because he gave his life to him. So, point number one in all of this is that we need to be doers of the word, not just listeners of it. Mm. You know, Peter was a very, very much a doer in that sense. You know? Yeah. Um, but you need those in the church, man. Like, <clears throat> and when we say a doer, it's both negative and positive. Yes. There, because. Yeah. Elaborate on that a little bit. No, how do I say this? No doer in the church that has a heart, has their heart in the right place, is no doer's wrongdoings are going, I mean, yeah, they'll be negative, but for them, that negative turns into a positive because then they say, you know what, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit but I'm glad I jumped the gun because now I know if I were to ever be in a situation again, I can teach people what to do, you know, like, mm, yeah, now I know that. And, and not only will I jump the gun, well, I now know not to jump the gun on something like of this situation. Right. But now I'll also be able to, again, jump the gun when it's a positive. Right. And right. Say, right. Let's get it and going. Take that let's move it. Absolutely. Let's get it moving. Yep. And even though That's he good. like, you know, Peter, like the best example I have of Peter um, in terms of like being just a doer is when Jesus was in the garden and he cut off the, the guard's ear. Yeah. Like Mal- he, Malchus. Was, he was so ready to just fight, just fight. and just be like, yo, you ain't taking my Lord. You ain't taking my Jesus. No way. No way, Jose. <laughs> right. And Peter's just and Peter does that. And then Jesus is like, stop. Slow your roll. Slow it down. Calm down. You know. But save that energy for when you need to do the yeah, right thing, when yeah. you need to do the positive thing. But Peter learned from that experience, and he said, okay, now I know that if Jesus, the Lord, is at peace with something that's going on in the midst of a storm yeah, a trial, or trial, yeah. that there's a reason for it, and mm-hmm. just let oh, it happen. Yes. And now he's yeah. going to learn to say also, once you get out of the storm— you got to start moving. You got to start doing right. it. You know, that's why Peter in my, Peter in my example, this, this title, if you haven't, if we haven't already said it is every church needs a Peter, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. church, whether that be the Peter that cut off someone's ear, the Peter that <laughs> uh, is doubting Jesus about casting the net yeah, or the Peter that is walking on water. Yep. Just acting out in that faith and taking that step forward saying, you know what? God has called us to do something. We're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. Yep. Yep. That's so true, man. 
Well, especially like church leadership. Mm-hmm. Every every church leadership or organization, whatever you want to call it, needs Peters. Mm-hmm. You know, but you also need like the more reserved people. Like I don't, I don't even know who. Like, like James, like Philip. You know, Philip was a very uh, calculating kind of person. Yeah. When, when um, Jesus was feeding the five thousand, you know, Counting it, the numbers Philip like, was like, "Oh, Jesus, they ain't gonna work." It would take like this much time and and calculating. So. I think you need both of that. I think you need people who are um, the go-getters, the, mm-hmm. the Peters, and you need the people who are Philip, who can kind of look at the situation and say, well, it's going to require this much. Yeah, exactly. But have the same kind of faith where it's like, all right, it's going to require this much, but God's going to provide for us. Like this podcast is exactly is is that. Like <laughs> you got me, the scatterbrained, the one that's just more like, <laughs> yes. oh, off of feeling, off of like, let's just, I feel like talking about this. No script. Let's do it. Yep. And then there's you that like writes out our notes. <laughs> just like, like I got a structural and has organized, the structure and everything. Yeah. But you know what? The both of it together just makes this podcast so yeah. much better because yeah. we have a structure that we follow, yet we invite uh, spontaneous, spon- spontaneous spontaneity into it. Spontaneity yeah. or whatever, however that word is pronounced <laughs> or said, but like, you know, just the free uh freeness to just speak. Yeah. Well, and again, being a doer, it's like what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 20, uh, 24, that says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into a- uh, practice mm. Mm. is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Go, go, bro. Go. <laughs> this just kind of hit me. So Jesus has called Peter, Peter the rock, right? Mm-hmm. Because Peter's not just hearing the word. He's putting it into practice. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I like that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That was a, a divine little download right there. Um, yeah, like, like Jesus is a wise man. Mm-hmm. He's building his house on Peter because he knows that Peter's going to not just say stuff. He's going to do stuff. Well, Peter's also like a rock because he retains it. Right. And it hardens yep. in a positive way. Yep. And the more that it gets put and onto the, him, exactly, the sturdier it gets. Exactly, bro. And then a little pebble turns into a mountain. Yep. <laughs> Love that. And, you know, obviously, like, Jesus was not just a preacher. He came and he preached, right, the same Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. But then he also went and did stuff. He healed. He restored. He gave sight to the blind. He mm-hmm. uh, let the deaf hear. All these kinds of things. So he, he knew that it wasn't just enough to just say something, that it had to be followed up by an action. Yeah, yeah. What's that next point? You want to say it? Yeah. Go for it. Point two, guys, everyone that's listening. We need to have the faith to follow and obey, even if we stumble often. often. Which probably do. Most of us, if we're honest, we stumble quite often. It, and that's the thing. Like it doesn't have to be some extravagant thing that we do that is a sin or whatever. Like you could have a judgment about somebody or whatever. Like go back and listen to our judgment podcast, and mm-hmm. that that's a stumbling thing. That's mm-hmm. a you. That's, <laughs> You stumbled right there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, that reminds me of Proverbs uh, twenty four. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like you got to keep that faith. You have to keep following, even if you stumble. You know, it's like when a parent's training a, a kid, and the kid falls down. Right, the parent doesn't just look at them and condemn them and say, "Well, why didn't? Why did you fall?" Yeah. Like, well, what are you gonna do about this now? It's like, no, like they pick them back up, put them on their feet. And let then and make them keep going. This is such a weird analogy, but it just came to me. Go for it. Peter's stumbling. Um, I don't want to say like 
not agenda. What's the word? Peter's stumbling routine. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Peter's stumbling routine reminds me a lot of myself when I first wake up in the morning. Hmm. It is like <laughs> I wake up in the morning. About to man, be a story I'm right like, now. First and foremost, I'm like, oh my god, I'm late. I am so late. I wake up with like this fear like, of just fear <laughs> of being late. And then I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, I got like 30 minutes left. But like, but I could sleep for 30 more minutes. And I go ahead. <clears throat> excuse me. I go ahead and I rest and I go back to sleep for like 30 minutes. Then I wake up again and I'm like, oh, shoot, now I'm really late. So then I get up and I'm stumbling. I got freaking like eye monsters in my eye. Eye boogers. Eye boogers. And then I'm trying to wipe them out and I'm like stumbling all over the place. My knee is cracking. My ankle's cracking. My back is cracking. And I'm like hurling myself to get into the shower <laughs> i get in the shower i slip a little and i'm like oh my jesus i'm getting washing my hair and i'm like okay i gotta do this quick i'm washing my body getting all the thing taken care of i get out as i'm getting out again i almost slip because, and then and then to top it off i'm standing there and i'm like i forgot to grab a towel <laughs> i'm like i forgot to grab a towel oh, i'm yes. cold oh no <laughs> So I'm like, oh shoot! <laughs> and then, but but the thing is, I know that I'm gonna get ready and get out there on time. Yeah. But it's just that process, and I'm just like, ugh, why am I like this? <laughs> why do I go through this? But because I know I'm gonna get to my destination yeah. on time. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Well, I mean, gosh, you do that here all the time in my apartment. You're like, oh dang, I forgot my keys, and yeah, my wallet, dude, and just walk out. No, like it's. Again, like it's almost like every setting and and thing that we see Peter in, mm -hmm. it's it's really all leading up to him preaching at Pentecost. Yes, you know, it all seems like it's leading up to that because that was like his, his ultimate moment. moment. Yeah. Like he's like converting thousands of people in that moment to to follow Jesus, and like every single little thing in his life up to that point, he he failed at some way or another. Mm -hmm. Like wa stumbling, walking bro. on the water, he fell into the water, like fell short. He um, denied Jesus, like all the th stuff we talked about, he stumbled. And here's the thing, too. You got to give Peter credit, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely. when Jesus picked him, he said, well, this, this guy is obviously... I mean, it doesn't, show, it doesn't share it in the Bible, but just if I'm imagining Peter, and I'm thinking here, like if I were Peter... I, excuse me, I'm just all <laughs> hiccuping all over the place. It was like a hiccup <laughs> sigh or whatever. But if I'm Peter and I'm sitting there... I'm thinking this guy. He, there's something different about this guy. Yet he he chose me. Mm -hmm. What is that? Like he's, he still said yes. Yeah. Like what is that? Like yeah. And he still has the perseverance to keep yeah. moving forward in his faith. Yeah. There even must he be. Keeps messing I would up. say there must be something that that I have that he sees in me that I can do. So I'm gonna stick around with this, no matter how bad I feel, no matter how many times I stumble or how many times I have to learn. Yeah. Because there's gonna be something at the end of this. That I'm gonna fulfill, yeah, yeah. and I know it's gonna be great, and then and it's gonna be fulfilling to God's will and God's plan. Yeah, and that's 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 such a key, I think, really to Peter's life is that you got to keep going because God has something so great, yeah. so much greater yeah. for you in store. Like that, I think that's why we often stumble a lot mm -hmm. is because whether it's from the enemy trying to keep us from that or mm -hmm. it's God trying to work something out of us mm -hmm. and to get better so that we can attain that. Like 
you got to keep going. Mm. Like just what uh, we were talking about in the offering today, like don't give up, like just keep going. You stumble, get back up, yeah. you know? And like what Proverbs 24 says, like though a righteous, a righteous man falls seven mm. times, not a sinful man. It's a righteous man that falls seven times. Mm. Like you got to keep getting back up because that's, that's the perseverance that's marked out for us. Mm-hmm. You know, that race that is set before us, that Jesus was the, the, the one who finished it. Yeah. First and foremost, and was yeah. a pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So, yeah. and that's the thing that when when we have Jesus in our lives, it's it's a little bit easier to get back up and to pick ourselves up versus someone who doesn't. Like when the the setbacks come, that you know, it might be more of a deterrent for those people that to to kind of give up or something. But we as Christians have that kind of perseverance for the faith to say, you know what, I fell into the water. I tripped over the rock. I messed up. I was a stumbling block, whatever it is. Like, but I'm still, but God's got me covered because of his grace and his love. So I'm going to keep going. Yep. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> you got to have the faith to follow and obey. Even if you keep stumbling, because that's just producing more perseverance and it's growing you. And it's a, it's a, it's progress. Christianity is not perfection. It's progress. Mm-hmm. So last point. Uh, kind of last point. Uh, it is better to be a follower who sometimes fails than one who fails to follow. Yes. And this is really where it com- comes the back to Peter. Right like just saying yes, just say yes to follow. And no matter what happens, like you are making such a great decision. Like Jesus said, it's not going to be easy. You know, when he's telling the disciples that anyone who wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross which means you have to die to yourself. I mean, perfect example of just saying yes in such a minor way is, you know, it doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to be by some great call. It doesn't have to be like that. Like yeah, today, absolutely. We, today we experienced it. Yep. Jason comes up to you and says, hey, can you all you guys come and sit in the front yeah. second row? Yeah. Just so that way it fills up because it's empty right there. Yeah. And, and you're leading people in a sense and in you're that gonna, way. Yeah, and the people behind you are going to see you and, yeah. and, and all that stuff. So can you just guys come up and do that? And we said, okay, sure. Yeah. Why not? Not like, a, oh, well, we sit here all Well, we sit here all the, the time. time. This is our seat. This is our spot. This is our section. Like, no. no, he's like, come on and just sit up front. And we did. And, bro, we, I don't think we would have had, had the service we I would have if so we didn't either. sit up front. Because that service was lit. I mean, and it, it wasn't was so much that we did anything. It was just the matter of fact that we said yes right. to sitting in a different spot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, say yeah. yes, not to just your call, but also say yes to your leaders when they ask you something yes. so simple. Absolutely. Whether if it's picking up the trash in the, in the sanctuary. Or starting a connect group. Or starting a connect group. Or starting like a new leadership role. Or whatever, you know? Whatever it is, just say yes. If it's a person that you're under, like, say yes, I'll do that. Like, unless... This, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, as long as it's not, like, contradicting to, you know, exactly. your values and beliefs yeah. and faith and stuff, but... But if it's in alignment right, with all exactly, that, that's exactly. when you say yes. Like, right here, this hits home for my brother Paul so hard. Okay. Because he made himself a commitment to, after he had his breakup and his relationship stuff that happened when he was... Like Younger. second year out of high school and yeah. stuff, so he was probably like I think nineteen or nineteen or eighteen. Man, I'm just hiccuping all over the place. You are that sushi you had. Yeah, it was really good though. <laughs> um, he 
basically like had a moment with God where he said, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Like all the things that I thought I was going to do. Cause he thought he was going to be like a musician. He thought he was yeah. going to go to school to be in concert band and stuff like that. Sure. And he just wasn't feeling it anymore. I mean, he still loved it and he still wanted to do it and he was really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, his music mm-hmm. theory is outrageous. I believe it. And he was like, I'm just not feeling like what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what my calling is. Like, I'm just feeling lost. Mm. And this was after his relationship that he, yeah, you know, yeah. a relationship that went south. And so then he was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just say yes to church and yes to mm. anything that they asked me and to do. Open up your life. And to that. now from the, like, the, I'm literally telling you guys, he, he was 19 years old when he made that decision to say, I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. Because, I want to see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. I want to live by faith and just say yes instead of, well, God, m- m- maybe. Yep. Yep. If, if, <laughs> if there's food there or there's hot towels or, or if my wife is there, if my what, wife is there, then yeah. No. Paul was like, I'm going to do it. Yes. And let my yes be a full on yes. And now where he's from, where he started of just in the local church, now he's working. His he now he is working. Listen to this. He's working at the church that we used to go to. He's working at their uh, communications like um, like headquarters. Yeah. And my brother doesn't have a degree. He has no like, I mean, other than like a year and a half of school, he doesn't have his degree. He's only 21. Mm -hmm. Everybody there that works there is like at least, you know, 25, 24 years old with their degree. And that's like their first real job. And Paul, that's his first real job too. But he's 21, no degree. All he did was live his life by faith and say, yes, Lord, I'm going to follow you wherever this takes me. And now he's traveling the world with the church. Oh, my. He's now traveling the world with the church and just like, um, you know, trying to be now in the almost in the position of becoming like. You know, they're about to see about giving him a new position there. And you never know what happens in life unless you say yes, especially, especially when it's with church. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're just like, man, I want to get involved with like youth group or I want to get involved with the kids ministry or I just want to like be some type of usher of some sort. Just say yes. Yeah. You you hear that nudge in your heart, you hear that nudge tugging at you. Just say yes. There's so many beautiful things that are going to happen with all of that. Yeah. You made me think of something when you were talking. And it's um in Matthew 5, mm-hmm. where Jesus is talking about vows and it says um uh where should I start? Let's see. And Jesus is saying, like, all you need, verse 37, 537, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. <laughs> Which, okay, that's a little bit kind of different, but essentially it's just like, just say yes. Like, just yeah. say yes or no. Don't follow it up with a yes if yeah. I get this. Yes if this happens. Or no, but if this, like, just say yes or like or no. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's better to say no to something because there's a greater yes ahead. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, Jesus is like, just say yes. You like, need to follow it up with yes, and I swear I'll do it the right way. Like, yeah. Don't just say yes. Yeah, my, like my geometry teacher back in like 10th grade used to say, 
You're either pregnant or you're not. <laughs> There's no middle There's ground. There's no there. middle ground right. there. You're either <laughs> pregnant or you're not. That's so very true. Let your yes be a full on yes. Let your no be a hard no. Right. It's like I am not pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is when you say yes to Jesus, you are saying yes to that great commission that he gave in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Mm-hmm. That says, Then Jesus came to the disciples and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is after he has resurrected. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Mm. When you're saying yes to God, when you are saying yes to that relationship like Peter did, you are given that great commission. No matter what your job is, no matter what your calling is, no matter what your current situation is, That is the calling of all Christians is to make disciples of all nations, everybody around the world, the homeless people, the people you work with, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, your best friend, the people you don't like to hang out with, make disciples of all nations, Mm -hmm. you know, and baptizing them. And that's why we practice baptism at Hillsong and, you know, that the same way that that Jesus was baptized and everyone else. So that's it. That's just the... That follow that that call to follow is what we were supposed to do in there. So again, just real quick, that it's better to be a follower who sometimes fails than one who fails to follow, hmm. because you you will never get that opportunity if you never say yes. Hmm. That God has for you that all those blessings. So, um, real quick, back to um the first part we talked about in Matthew sixteen, where Jesus asks Peter, "What who do you um who do you say I am?" Right, and Jesus is like, who do, who do people say I am? Mm-hmm. Jesus. So what Jesus is doing here, he's only setting them up. Jesus does oh, not Jesus. care. Jesus knows who he is. He doesn't care what people say he is. He knows. <laughs> and so he's sitting here asking the disciples, well, who, who do people say I am? They're like, oh, this, 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 this. And he says, but who do you say I am? Other wor- in other words, what's my name? Yeah. What is my name? And we know that Peter's response is that you are the son of the living God, the Messiah. That's the thing. When you make that decision, you say yes to follow God. You are calling Jesus your Messiah. Mm -hmm. You are giving him that name. And therefore, Jesus will then give you a new name. Mm -hmm. Like that's the beginning of your new life. That's the beginning of something new um, happening there. Yep. And we get that new identity as he did with Peter, right? Mm -hmm. He said, and I tell you that your name is Peter. So in that moment, it's... Jesus just wants our yes. He just wants to use us. Mm-hmm. And he's going to change our name. He's going to transform our lives into something much, much greater that he can build upon. Yeah. You know? So all this together is that Jesus wants to use your life, listener. I'm talking directly to you right now. He wants to use your life to do great things. But that question that we asked before, are you willing to let him and keep following him when you fail? Hmm. Like, are you willing to give him that yes and keep going, keep running that race that you've been marked out for, that he has mm-hmm. specifically called you to do? <clears throat> Jesus wants your boat. Yep. Like, let him in mm-hmm. and, and watch what will happen in your life. He doesn't care of the failures that you're going to go through. He already knows what your failures are going to be. For him, the, the, greatest, the greatest thing for him is being like, you let me into your boat because you had space, and not only do you have space, even if you don't have space. Yeah. Because Jesus is going to 
end up taking all of that space. <laughs> Literally. And he will and your, get rid boat, of some of that stuff. You and your boat, you got all these like boxes and stuff of and things that you shouldn't be having. Yeah, yeah. Stinky dead old fish. <laughs> and Jesus is going to be like, yeah, we don't need this anymore. He's going to throw it out. You're going to be like, oh my God, no. Yeah, right. It's going to hurt to get rid of some of that stuff. Yeah, but like Jesus, when, like yeah. when you move, when yeah. you move and you sit in there and you're like, oh, I could take all this. And then you're getting ready to move into your new place and you're like, I ain't got room for that anymore. Not only do I have not room, do I really need this? Yep, that was my case. I'm just like, I don't need any of this stuff anymore. Yeah. Like, and that's what Jesus is going to do. Like, just accept him, man. Don't run away from him. Yeah. And that's, again, this is why we always offer that prayer of salvation at the end, because that's, that's just the beginning. Yes. Like that's, that's the, the bread of, of for your salvation, right? The rest, all the meat and the lettuce and all the other toppings and stuff you put on there, that's that's the rest of the journey. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that's why we believe saying it after every single episode is so important because yeah. you never know when someone might say that. We never know when someone's going to say that and have their life transformed. And that's the whole purpose of this ministry is to just, you know, we said it before, like reach that one person who who needs to hear the gospel. And with that main point again. The, the summarizing point you said. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus wants to use your life, all the crap in it, he, all the mess Everything, ups. the hurt, the pain. He's seen every single thing you've done, and guess what? He still took that sin on that cross. He mm-hmm. still forgave you. He still calls you his child and still loves you and gives you his grace. Jesus wants to use your life to do great things, not yes. just normal things, great things. He uses, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. And are you, so the question that we're going to pose to everyone listening is that are you willing to let him let God in? I got, I just remember something. I got to talk about this. Are you willing to let him in and keep <laughs> following him when you fail? So real quick, I was listening to a message last night from Rich Wilkerson Jr. and Brooke uh, Leedrewood. I think mm-hmm. I'm saying that right. Yeah. And she shared something really, really profound that I just got so excited about last night and she was saying how in Hollywood, right? There's all these TMZ vans and like, there's all these reporters and paparazzi always outside of these celebrities houses, trying to get a picture and trying to see the person walking out of the house or something. And she said, I think the church has gotten too used to for us being like that to God. Like Mm. we're just trying to get a glimpse of God and God's saying, my house is open. Mm. Go ahead and come on in. Like you don't have to peek through the windows. You don't have to try to catch a glimpse he said, wow. my door is open. Come on in. Like, let's wow. have, let's talk. Let's sit down. Get a cup of coffee, bro. <laughs> so God's door is open to you. Go get some coffee with God. Go get some coffee with God. You know, <laughs> whatever it is. So. Hashtag go get coffee yeah. with God. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. But again, we're going to end with that prayer for salvation. So be a Peter. Be, be that kind of person who's willing to just act on faith. Even when you mess up, even if it's not the right decision, be like Peter. In certain areas of your life and just be a doer and be a follower and just say yes to Christ and, and watch where your life goes. So the Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved, mm-hmm. that you will be saved. So I'm going to say this prayer and Easy's going to repeat it. Yeah. And so y'all can say it with Easy. So we're going to say Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Thank you for being who you are. 
Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for this life you have given me. Thank you for this life you have given me. Today I make Jesus. Today I make Jesus. The Lord of my life. The Lord of my life. I believe that he died. I believe that he died. And rose again for me. And rose again for me. I receive this new beginning. I receive this new beginning. Come make me new. Come make me new. I will follow you. I will follow you. From this day forward. From this day forward. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. You guys just made that decision for the first time. Always celebrating you. Welcome home to the family. God, you are you have every opportunity to sit with God in his living room right now and yes. have a conversation with him. So yes, sir. Take um, that tea. As always, <laughs> if you guys made that decision, we always want to hear from you. Um, so just let us know. You know, reach out, send us an email at connection.podcast3 yes. at gmail.com. Or. Oh yeah, or hit us in the DMs <laughs> on Instagram at Connection Podcast. Yeah, and as always, guys, thank you so much for listening in. If you see us out in the street somewhere, if you see us at church or listening, say hey, let, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. And again, we appreciate you guys listening. Yes, um, we would not be able to do any of this without you guys. So yes. thank you guys so much. We hope you all have a fantastic week. We love you guys. Peace out, guys. Peace out.